Well, welcome back uh, to episode eight to our faithful followers. Thank you guys for dialing in uh, to change the way you think, change your life. So a lot going on the last few days. We're going to try to capture it all here today. Uh, But to to get us off onto a not-so-serious question, (laughs) Halloween candy. Yes. So uh, lots of Halloween candy being distributed, being picked up by, you know, not picked up, but, you know, by... (laughs) Hopefully not picked up, you know, (laughs) Yeah, but uh, received by children. Yes. Uh, So, so serious, uh, I shouldn't say serious, not so serious question, but definitely strong opinions. Uh, Worst candy, best candy you've seen this season. This season. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Boy, that's a tough one because you and I both know that we agreed the worst candy is that old peanut butter taffy. Yes. But I have not seen that this season. No, I haven't either. So maybe, maybe the worst candy this season is one that I was actually passing out to people, and it is a sweet tart taffy. Okay, <laughs> not a good, not a good combo. So yeah. I think that's the worst candy. So if my mother in law is out there, please ignore this section. But and it's, <laughs> it's only because my son requested it, and it was some kind of like SpongeBob, like like gooey type of thing, and I it just looks terrible. So okay, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna deviate from my all time favorite, and I'm gonna go for. Twix. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Best candy. I'm always looking for like the new innovative candy. So it's not a particular candy. I really liked the glow in the dark wrappers this year. I thought, where have those been every Halloween? (laughs) We've had that. We've had glow in the dark forever. I thought that was a great, a great addition. Nice. Yeah. I I still didn't see that, but yeah, that that sounds really cool. So, well today, uh, like you said, there's a lot been going on last, uh, last weekend and transitioning to Christmas. And now we have the election. Uh, So we just want to Emphasize. We want to bring to to our listeners today this uh, this this uh, feeling of hope. We we want to instill hope. We want to talk about hope in the midst of anxiety. You know, we know that this election season uh, has been stressful, uh, and so we just want to talk a lot about anxiety and and, and our hope uh, in the midst of uh, high anxiety. So. Uh, one of our scriptures we were just kind of talking about, and it was weird that Tom and I, we actually kind of decided on this scripture uh, independently. We just happened to be planning yeah. uh, separately, and it was Philippians 4, 6 through 7. And, uh, you know, the, the, the key things I, I, I like to take away from this is don't be anxious, pray about everything, and then the so what in, in verse 7 where it's like, and God of peace will surpass all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So I just love that. That's It's very powerful. You know, when Tommy and I were talking about uh, bringing anxiety to the podcast, talking about anxiety, um, we were talking about we could talk about this once a month. This comes up yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. In fact, I, I taught on this not so long ago, and I told Tommy rather than trying to recreate it, just read part of this. And I wrote here that anxiety is a low-grade fear that eats at our soul and eventually takes over. Yep. First, we begin to feel uneasy about the unknown and find we are having anxiety. Then we have more uneasiness about the physical and emotional stress brought on by the anxiety, and eventually anxiety takes over and it's all that we feel. And there's this idea that anxiety begets anxiety. In fact, people that have struggled from panic attacks, what they'll often tell you is they've had one, and now Mm -hmm. all the rest of them come from the fear of having another. So you actually bring on the panic about panic. Yeah, yeah. So, so one of the, one of the first things uh, we want to kind of briefly talk about is what is anxiety, and we're not going to go down the all the different uh, disorders and phobias, but 
one thing that, that just kind of uh, uh, resonates when we're talking to folks about anxiety, it can be really heavy. And looking at Proverbs twelve twenty five, I mean, it's just it can weigh a person down, mm-hmm. and so that can create things like sleep issues, rapid heartbeat, high blood pressure, just a general sense of uneasiness. Uh, it's sometimes even paralyzing. Um, and when we talk about anxiety, again, we're not going to talk about every um, uh, disorder or uh, um, uh, different different panic or, or different phobias, uh, but we just want to know, we do want to let our listeners know that there are a wide variety, and that could be phobias, panic disorder, uh, OCD. Uh, for my fellow veterans, it could be PTSD. Uh, it could be substance-induced. It could be like an acute distress disorder, or excuse me, acute stress disorder. So there's a lot of different variations, but we're just going to talk about, for this podcast, we're going to talk about a very general uh, uh a general topic of anxiety. I think that's really important, Tommy, because uh, in our discussion and planning, um, there is a big difference between clinical anxiety yeah. and anxiety that we all feel. Um, now, that's not to to limit the scope of anxiety or to say that that can't still be debilitating for people. But yeah. if you have a clinical issue, then all the things that Tommy and I are going to share and talk about, you're going to try those and you're going to find that nothing changed. And if that's the case, Mm -hmm. we really want to encourage you to see a professional, go to your physician, go to a psychiatrist, seek somebody out that can prescribe medication, get you connected with a therapist and kind of walk you through what it is to have clinical anxiety. So as Tommy was saying, for the scope of what we're talking about today, we're talking about the kind of anxiety that attacks uh, the average person that that all of us will, if we haven't experienced in our life, we will. Yeah, and and the, yeah, uh, the, and so the the next part of that we want to talk about too is how, how do you evaluate your anxiety? Like I, I know we get that question a lot. Is like is this normal? And it's mm-hmm. you know we it, we we want to make sure that we are very clear about that. And that is that there are there's definitely some some good practices some best practices uh, there's some really good um, Christian clinicians who have recommendations yes. for assessments uh, obviously if you go to a clinician uh, you have an intake form checklist etc uh, and the, the the key takeaway is if, if there's a handful of those uh, that, that impact you then you definitely want to see a professional uh, and, you know it's it's the, I remember reading a long time ago, it was talking about like this idea of it's better to be safe, maybe a little bit embarrassing to find out, you know, hey, maybe, maybe you don't have uh, any challenges. Uh, but it's also better to do that than to than on the flip side and just yes. ignore it. So and then the and the other thing, just like what Tom was kind of talking about, too, is, uh, you know, as we were planning for this was, you know, if this is a, an obstacle, if you if you're just not able to um, have your version of normal of normal as you know it then that's definitely a good indicator we should seek assistance. That's good. That's good. Yeah, so kind of coming back to um, some discussion and in, in teaching in the past, uh, I put together something that we call Defeating Fear with the Facts. And remember, uh, Tommy also talked about um, anxiety being fear, phobias, etc. And so the way that we combat that kind of fear, the kind of fear that leads to anxiety, um, and I want to just say again, uh, you know, today as we're talking, you're listening to this on Thursday, today is Tuesday, and we just came from voting today, and we know that there's a lot of anxiety just around, what if my person wins? What if they don't? What's going to happen? What's and, and a lot of that that fear, you know, we, we broadcast that fear. And so how do we defeat that? Well, we defeat that with the facts. We know that God yep. 
is truth, that he's love, that he's real, and therefore God's a fact. Mm -hmm. So the remedy for fear is facts. Fear stands for false evidence appearing real. I'm going to repeat repeat that. Fear stands for false evidence appearing real. As Christians, we know that even when we don't feel or think we are okay, we are. God's got us. God's got this. Mm -hmm. He's got us. He's got the world in his hands. So um, when we act on our panic or our anxiety, we diminish our faith and we strengthen our fear, and we want to do the opposite of that. So we're going to launch into um, our acronym, which is FACTS, and the first one is F, and that stands for FAITH. We must seek to strengthen and bolster our faith in a time of, of uncertainty. So think about what are the things that I can do that strengthens, that, that, that gives me confidence, makes my faith strong. Um, one of the things that we can do is stay regular with our devotional life, prayer, reading a, reading a devotion, uh, time with our spouse in the Word. What are the things that we do that bolster and strength, strengthen our faith? And I also say it's good for us to disconnect from some things too. You know, get away from the phone for a while. Get away from the news for a while. Mm -hmm. If the news about the election is causing anxiety, then... (laughs) Turn it off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> focus exactly. on focus on God. Connect with Christ. God's here. God's now. Yeah. Um, you're not alone, and you can cast your anxieties on Him. First Peter five seven. Yeah. No, I like it. And uh, so the, the the next one is for for facts is A for action. So uh, th- this really uh, th- this is uh, can be uncomfortable, but it's 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 where we have the opportunity to 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 make some changes in our lives. And so um, being safe, following guidelines, taking healthy, reasonable actions or precautions, uh, spending time with your family, serving others, uh, you know, taking action can be very empowering. So just a few things we want to talk about, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but but Philippians 4.8, you know, helps us uh, realize how we can change the way we think about it. We can, you know, put our minds and thoughts and, and pray and, and uh, spend time with, uh, you know, things and ideas that are honorable or just, pure, lovely, commendable, etc. You know, spend time thinking about those things. Uh, another thing I, I was doing some research too was uh, a 2008 study talked about how this this idea of exercising your brain, you know, not just sitting back and, you know, mindlessly shopping or, <laughs> or even watching television. Uh, today we, we were talking about as a staff about this, this uh, idea of stress and how uh, our emotions can easily take over and we're not using the filters in our brain. And there was an author I read a few years ago, he talked about how uh, this idea of like a flat brain syndrome where it's like we're just, we're not using our brains, we're not thinking, we're just, we're going by our emotions. So uh, there's some really good ways to, 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 to get get that out of your system, physical exercise, eating a balanced meal, etc. cetera. Uh, the other thing you can do to take action is you can reach out to a clinician. Uh, after this podcast, we're going to post onto our uh, onto our page a list of clinicians that we have in the area That's that great. we would love to connect with you guys to. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, and I think um, this is maybe one of the few places that as you're talking about action, Tommy, I'm thinking that sometimes we, we want to say, well, you know, don't take any action without thinking about it. I think here is a good place to take action for the sake of action. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this may come up in one of the other letters, but just as I'm, I'm just kind of thinking here and, and you're reading such good stuff, telling us about, you know, what's available. I think about the fact that anxiety has so much to do with pent up energy. Yeah. So when you were talking about physical exercise, 
realize I was going, you know what? Just walking around the block, take yeah. your dog for a walk, yeah. uh, do some sprints in your backyard. I mean, literally anything to burn up that excess energy. Yeah. But uh, that brings us, so after you after you exercise, after you take action, it brings us to C, which is, which is calm. Cultivating peace is also important in combating uh, anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I kind of said this already, but unplugging, you know, get away from the media, put your phone in another room, put it on silent, <laughs> yeah. don't pay attention to it. Um, Max Lucado has a great book, Anxious for Nothing, uh, and he says, do not meditate on the mess. Mm-hmm. In other words, uh, and I'm going to keep bringing it back to today because that's what's current and, and the election uh, if you are, you know, watching Fox News all day long and they're giving you a minute by minute play and one minute one guy's ahead and one minute another guy's ahead, it's going it, to anybody's going to be anxious. Your blood pressure is going to be stressful. Gonna, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm stressed. Be, I'm stressed thinking about it. <laughs> they were just up. I just went to the bathroom. <laughs> like, you know, so, how that happened? So what yeah. what what calms you? Is it is it going for a walk? Is it yeah. playing with your kids? Is it walking your pet? You know, is it playing with your pet? Uh, and that seems like I'm saying a lot of the same things, but maybe for some people it's baking or, you know, if you have a hobby, take part in your hobby, find a place to pray and meditate. What brings you peace? Yeah. Sit and, outside and, around a campfire. Or yeah. Something. Yeah. Just do something and, yeah. and cultivate that. Yeah. Um, and don't forget to invite the Lord uh, into mm-hmm. whatever you're doing. Um, he can do for you what you can't do for yourself. And I always think about, we forget that one of one of Jesus's titles that's near and dear to my heart is Prince of Peace. Oh, but yeah. if we want yep. calm and we want peace, why aren't we inviting him in? Why aren't we inviting him? So his peace passes our understanding, even in the midst of COVID, even in the midst of a crazy election, we can have peace. Yep, yep. And then for uh, for T, uh, uh, I, I know we, uh, we, we want to, uh, talk about this idea of Thanksgiving, and, and that can be kind of stressful in the midst of anxiety. So uh, did you want to kind of unpack a few things about how we can give thanks, how we can be thankful for God Yeah, uh, yeah. In, in, in the midst of like high stress? Well, I think the first thing, and you kind of touched on this, is it's it's hard to hold those two things together. Yeah. It's really hard to be anxious and thankful in the same moment. Yeah. You know, I, I think about that. Thanksgiving is one of, is probably my favorite holiday. Don't tell anybody it's not Christmas. Uh, the, the reason <laughs> The reason, the reason is because yeah. we we really do get down to the simplicity of being with family, mm-hmm. being grateful for what we have, yep. breaking bread together, mm-hmm. and that's our only concentration. And I think if you think about that feeling that you have at that time, it's very difficult to be truly thankful and mm-hmm. anxious at the same time. Yeah. Um, make a gratitude list. You may not be feeling gratitude, but that's the whole point. You'll probably be halfway through your list and realize all the blessings that God has given you in your life. Again, it's hard to have that and be anxious. So write it down. Just take a sheet of paper and write down, this is what I'm grateful for. Um, uh, I always talk about cultivating an attitude of gratitude. Mm -hmm. And that's the other piece is that it is a conscious, we have to be consciously doing this. Um, What, you know, look around your room. Think about your family. What what are the the blessings in your life? What are the things you have to be grateful for? And I think about anxiety. Anxiety is contagious, but so is gratitude. Mm-hmm. So again, if I'm anxious about the election and I start getting in conversations with other people about it, I can literally pass on my anxiety. Yep. Or someone comes to me and they're anxious about the election and I go, you know what? Jesus is bigger than all that. Jesus goes beyond who's in the in the White House. Jesus is forever. This is temporary. You know, all of a sudden, and then think of everything we have we have to be grateful for. So again, 
the idea is cultivating an attitude of gratitude. You can't be thankful and anxious at yep. the same time. Well, and, and the one thing too, uh, I you know, oftentimes uh, anxiety is is a learned behavior, mm. and so whether yes. that be something we pick up on television or like family or whatever it is. But the good news is there's cognitive behavioral therapy or just counseling, and, and you can learn some new behaviors. That's great to, to overcome. That's great. That. So absolutely. Uh, so the last topic we're going to talk about is uh, S. So security. Uh, Proverbs three twenty six reminds us that the Lord is our security, not not stuff, not food, uh, not people. Uh, you know, I'm, I know they're talking about you know uh, these shopping things. You know, people are buying everything up, so not toilet paper again. Hopefully, not toilet <laughs> paper again, but not the president, not COVID. Um, you know, God will provide us everything we need, and we just need to keep that at the forefront of our mind. Uh, you know, when it comes to to healing and uh, and, and 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 reaching and and, and finding peace. Uh, there, there, it's not an easy button for it. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's my hope and prayer that, that God blesses you with an easy button. But for most folks, it, it's not an easy button. So uh, I remember in seminary, uh, a couple of things as I was prepping for this, I kind of came across really a couple of key notes that I just want to I just want to reemphasize this is one that anxiety disorders are highly treatable mm-hmm. and effective treatment is often quite brief. And the experience of anxiety is neither abnormal or catastrophic. So the, like, you can rest in that. That That is good news. And we were talking, too, a little bit uh, about, you know, working with meds uh, and uh, and uh, psychotherapy. And while those things both do work well together, uh, depending on the situation, working in conjunction with your physician and psychiatrist, uh, the good news is, is that cognitive behavioral therapy counseling is the best research and the most often practiced approaches for treating anxiety disorders. So, uh, but, let, let me jump yeah. in there. Um, having done a little counseling in in, in my past, um, both both as a on both sides of the couch, I'll say. Yeah. Um, yep. One of the one of the things I'm really aware of is anxiety is a lot about regretting past and fearing future. And, mm-hmm. and so a, a big way to treat anxiety, a big way that you can do that is ground yourself in the present. You know, someone said yeah. to me once that God is yesterday, today, and tomorrow, but we're not. Yep. And so for us, the only real moment we have is now. Mm-hmm. And so if I take my thoughts and my energies into yesterday or tomorrow, for me, I'm in godless territory. Yep. If you want to be with God, you're in the moment. Mm-hmm. And so whatever you can do to ground yourself in reality in the moment, reminding yourself that you're you're safe right now, you're okay, you're in the hands of a loving creator, um, you know, that just that alone can really bring a lot of peace. Absolutely. Absolutely. So... Um, well, other than that, guys, we're gonna um, we're gonna wrap it up. And uh, Tom, do you mind praying us out? No, I'd love to. And and Tommy had a great idea. Uh, just a reminder that prayer is primary. That this is, you know, we want to go there first, not last. And Tommy uh, had a great idea to to pray out some scripture. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to pray. Uh, if you'll pray with us wherever you are, wherever you're listening, uh, numbers six twenty four through um, six twenty four through twenty six. Um, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And Lord, we do thank you for being the Prince of Peace. We thank you for being a God that is right with us in our struggles, right next to us in our anxiety. Uh, Lord, I just picture your loving arm around the shoulders of the folks listening, bringing them peace, bringing them consolation. Lord, we know that uh, that all the things of this world will fall away, but uh, that we're putting treasure up in heaven. Let that be our consolation. 
concentration. We thank you for uh, all of our faithful followers and all the new folks listening. Thank you for Tommy. Bless Lori on her day off uh, that she couldn't be a part of this today, but we know uh, she's here in spirit. And so, Lord, thank you for for everybody um, that is uh, in earshot of this. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Tom. Uh, thank you for the listeners. And uh, don't forget to join us every Thursday morning, 7 a.m. Like us or follow us on our Facebook page. Uh, follow us on Spotify. Subscribe on your uh, Apple podcast. Uh, love you guys. And more than importantly than that, you have a father who loves you so much. Have a good one.